And it takes the knee of the New York Giants are the Super Bowl 42 champions. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. They knock off the mighty Patriots 17 to 14. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Good morning, 401. Oh, his wife in. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How's everybody doing on this Thursday morning? Get up. Let's go. We got plenty to talk about. The Jets are continuing to be a disaster, and everybody take shots. As you just heard there, the Rangers win again. First team in the NHL to 40 wins, tied for the most points with the Sharks. Uh, excuse me, with the, the Canucks in the NHL. Igor playing great. And, of course, baseball's back. The Knicks tonight against the Warriors. It, there's a chance Brunson doesn't play, which we just, listen, added to the list of guys who don't play. Everyone's hurt. It sounds like uh, Hartenstein will be back, uh, not on the injury report, but Brunson still is with the neck. I think you got to live with it. It's just they're, they're the walking wounded until they come back. You can't run Brunson into the ground. You can't push Brunson through injury. I understand that right now in a jumbled East, you're worried about falling out of this playoff spot and, and you know, falling to seven or worse. But this Nick team is just going to have to figure out a way to stay above water and, and tread that water until the reserves get back. I also just saw something, too, that I found interesting. Uh, we were talking a little bit before about the, uh, the NFLPA um, the survey that they had uh, for the players. They do it every year. Uh, we talked a little bit about um, Dable and how favorable he graded out as a head coach and how he has the uh, the locker room. But there are also like things that pop up in these NFLPA stuff that just makes you laugh. Like remember, and this is different, it's the Yankees, but similar things to like the Yankees. When you found out the Yankees make their players pay for Wi-Fi on the plane, and you're just like, what the hell are the Yankees doing making the play? It's just, it's, it's, I mean, sure, can the players afford their own Wi-Fi? Sure, right? We all have to pay for our own Wi-Fi. It's ridiculous how much Wi-Fi I got to pay for. But it just seems like a ticky-tack thing that's going to end up biting you in the ass if everybody ever finds out about it. And, like, you hear, like, things like this. Like, apparently, Albert Breer had a couple of things that you know jumped out at him about this NFLPA. The Bucks, the Tampa Bay Bucks, charge non. If I'm reading this correctly, Bucks charge non-starters with four plus years experience seventeen hundred and fifty bucks to opt out of having roommates for road games. So if you want your own room on the road when you go to travel for road games, if you want your own room. If you do not want a roommate, you have to pay seventeen hundred dollars. <laughs> I mean, that's you can't get your own room in the NFL. I mean, can you afford your own room? Sure, but now it says non-starters, which means the guy, you know, the starters who make the money, who can afford their own room, they get their own room. But I mean, listen, you bums who don't play that much, you guys got to bunk up. And if you don't want to, you got to pay me seventeen hundred bucks, and we'll get you another room. I mean, that's just, those are the kind of things that you're like, well, these are the kind of reasons why the, the Chiefs 
have you know the lowest rated franchise according to the players and the Dolphins and the Minnesota. It's not about winning. How could you possibly say the Chiefs are running a bad ship? They got Andy Reid apparently graded out as the best overall head coach. So think about how bad they are overall everywhere else. They got the worst owner apparently, the best head coach, and they probably have some stuff like this that stands out. Six teams had players say outside weight rooms were just as good as theirs. The Patriots said outside weight uh, that uh, their weight room was worse than a normal gym. So like the facilities are a problem, but like weird things like that. Like can you imagine a player's like, listen, I don't know. this guy snores or. I snore. I don't want to be a, a problem. I know that's how, you know, I'm like that. I don't want to sleep with anybody because I'll feel bad that if, if I snore, I keep them up. But, yeah, no, if you're a non-starter, you got to pay $1,700. That's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. 877-337-6666. I just got some – I just saw it now on the table. I was looking for it. My wife put it on the I, – I got some – I've been waiting for this uh, – Local neighborhood uh, swag, the Warwick, uh, like little league swag. I'm going to be coaching my sons and everything. And oh, I have been. I've been coaching a little bit last year. I'm going to coach more this year. Looking forward to it. And they do a really good job. They have like really nice sweatshirts and uh, hoodies and and different like long sleeve t-shirts and, and like they really they're well made. They they do a great job. But right now, I can't wear the one sweater I have, and I I was very set with my wife about it because the sweatshirt she got me as great as it is for whatever reason I guess they give the option to put your name on it on the back and she took that option I can't wear that I mean let's be told I like I'll be I wouldn't like you know I'm not trying to like I, it would just feel like I'm trying to like oh yeah look it's it's right McMonagle from WFAN I got my name on my back Everywhere I go, I'm wearing this Warwick thing with my name on my back. Like, it's just, I don't know. Maybe that's presumptuous that anyone would give a damn. I don't think they would. But it just felt like I can't walk around with my name on the back. I look like an idiot. So I was like, you got to get me more swag that doesn't have my name on the back. So I could just be, you know, I, I don't know. I'm looking forward to wearing the new swag. I like it a lot. The color scheme is nice, too. It's like purple and black. A little bit of gold, but a lot of the, a lot of the sweatshirts and stuff are purple and black. Love it. Love it. 877-337-6666. Who's it? Oh, he's got I know you. He's got to put his name on the back. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Tough guy. You're wrong about Daniel Jones, you know. Eric and Ron Conkoma. What's up, Eric? Hey, Don C. Mac. Good morning. Good, buddy. How are you? Good. You know, this, but, you know, just uh, what you were just saying about the, uh, you know, the, the surveys, this is why the owners are, are billionaires, because they do stuff like this. Amazing. You know, it, it kind of reminds me, you know, before I get to the Jets point, it kind of reminds me of the, you know, some of those scenes in Major League, you know, where the, right. the, the whirlpool is, is run by a, uh, an outboard yeah. motor, you know, for, yeah, from yeah, a boat, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, or, yeah. or they put them on the bus or, you know, like the 1940s airplane kind of thing, you know, just, the, uh, you know, not, not, not for the same, you know, reasoning, obviously. Right. But, uh, but the know, NFL, the hard. NFL and each team, I mean, I know your, your point, you're, you're being funny and I get it. But like the NFL, I mean they, the they just got more viewers than anything since the moon landing. Like they're making money hand over fist, 
It's the biggest thing every single week. Sunday Night Football is the highest rated program on all of television. They are the most popular brand in the world, arguably. Without they a doubt. All, yeah. all kinds of, I mean, next to McDonald's and Coca-Cola. I mean, they are just making money hands over fist. And the Bucks have to charge non-starters seventeen hundred dollars to get their own rooms. I mean, like when when Boomer and, and Geo were having the conversation about being all in, right? Which I thought was ridiculous. I'm all in. Let me just go on the record. But whatever the case may be, like it came up that me and Sean had to share a room one night during a me and Marash had to share a room one night. Uh, during a snowstorm, because they, you know, you still got to work. The station's got to be run, so you know they offer you a hotel room so you could be in the city and and be able to work. I remember which, that, which was great, right? But like, whenever that happens, or situations like this happen, or guys trips, like even for us now, like I, I know Boomer says a lot. Guys say a lot, like, "Oh, what are you kidding me? You're gonna get a roommate? You gotta, you gotta be, you gotta get your own room. This is ridiculous. What are you, 12 years old? You don't share rooms in the NFL. <laughs> they're sharing rooms, or they got to pay $1,700. The most you know, well, a billion dollar business. It's crazy. Right. That's embarrassing you know, for the a, NFL that absurd. something like that yeah. would come out. Yeah. yeah $1,700 no, I, I, so I don't have to sleep in the same room with another grown man. I mean, the yeah, NFL. No, I, I agree. I agree. I mean, but, you know, the, it's unfortunate. It just shows that money rules all. Um, crazy. And the Yankees charge for Wi-Fi. The Yankees charge for Wi-Fi. Michael Douglas said. I mean, it's crazy. Good. That's what Well, that's true. Um, he agrees good. But can you imagine Aaron Aaron Judge has to go to his wallet on the plane and take out a credit card and swipe it so he can <laughs> so he can watch, you know, Roadhouse? Like that's crazy. Ah, uh, well which we said doing a remake, by the way, which I, can't I know, with Jake Gyllenhaal, I uh, saw. Jake Gyllenhaal it looks pretty good. And Conor McGregor. That Jake Gyllenhaal, um, he looks very good. I like Jake Gyllenhaal. I told he's like uh we share a birthday, so I'm a Jake Gyllenhaal guy. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, I, I used to share one with Paul Walker. Unfortunately, he's passed. But uh, mm-hmm. um, Very sad. look, as far as the Jets, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I've said for a while. As far as I, I, I don't keep expectations anymore when it comes to the teams I root for, because it, it's just you know that, that, that's all. It, 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 we didn't even get a tease of last year. You know, I, I don't count the you know, the preseason because. No. Nobody played in them. You know. No. So from you know, I I can't even like like you said. You know, you believe in the defense. You know, the the team will be better because Rodgers is there. I, I have zero expectations. I don't think they're going to be terrible. I don't think they're going to be great because I have I have nothing. I mean, literally nothing to go on. I mean, the, the Aaron Rodgers played three uh, plays before he got hurt. Right. So well, I, here's, I, here's I, what I'm trying to even tell. Like to play three games. Right. You know, and and, and to to get. Um, any sort of it, uh, I'm excited. So well, I'll I, tell you I, this. Your I, I get that. Are, are I get the, that. Are... What I would tell you this is no, that if he, if he stays healthy, right, if, if Roger stays healthy, here's what you know, right? The team felt different with him, and you can hear it in the – and even like guys, and I, and I brought it up because of everything else he said about the franchise was a disaster. Right, everything McCole Hardman said in this in this pivot podcast just was designed to defend himself for why it didn't work there, and to bash the Jets and make it seem like they were the reason that he was out uh, outplayed and beat out by you know uh, an invite guy like Gibson and why it it didn't work and why he was refusing to play and the coach this and the coach that even in all of that even he couldn't deny that Aaron Rodgers is an incredible talent who runs the team. 
Like, this is good, bad, or indifferent. Like, this is the point. It might end up being a disaster. I'm open to that prospect. It might end up being a horrible decision to bring in Aaron Rodgers and an offensive coordinator that he doesn't even look at as an offensive coordinator, but looks at as a friend. And who the offensive coordinator doesn't even look at as a Jets offense or Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback. Aaron Rodgers is the leader of the team, and I'm just here not to mess it up. Like, that's what it feels like right now. And he was completely lost when Rodgers went down. So this might end up being a disaster. But good, bad, or indifferent... Aaron Rodgers is the leader of the team. He is the offense. McCole Hardman, while trashing every other aspect of the entire team, still was willing to say, yeah, well, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is the offense. He's incredibly special. And whether he knows about winning, I don't know, because I, I think he's kind of along for the ride. But what he does know <laughs> is a special quarterback talent because he's been in the huddle with Patrick Mahomes. So for him to still say, hey, look, this guy knows exactly what the defense is doing. He's an incredible quarterback back he is the offense it does tell you at least it gives you a glimpse for the haters who go well what's Aaron Rodgers going to step in and suddenly change everything yes Aaron Rodgers is the offense Aaron Rodgers steps in and changes everything and thank you for the call Eric changes everything and hopefully for the positive and him not being there in a million different ways, in a multitude of different ways, in different ways, impacted the team far more than just any other quarterback going down. The belief system they built into him in how he was going to be the difference maker in what the Jets are. The going back to, to uh, Zach Wilson when the whole team knew Zach Wilson couldn't play. The idea of Aaron Rodgers still talking and being around the team and coming back and he's going to get healthy and he's doing things modern medicine never thought possible. And, you know, he's still talking to Pat McAfee and he's talking his, cra- his, his different thought process and all the stuff, you know, that people call crazy and all the surrounding uh, elements to that. Like, it just became an absolute disaster. He doesn't play. The Jets are screwed. He does play. The Jets are one of the best teams in the AFC. I honestly feel that way. I honestly feel that way. And so as we take pot shots at them, and there's stories in the article, there's stories in The Athletic about how the coach is trying to find ways to justify his failures and embarrassing fashion and looking to take coaches' cell phones because he's looking for a leak and whether or not, you know, he's, he's texting Joe Beningo his, his excuses about coaches who lose quarterbacks and he's telling everybody who will listen that it'll be a miracle to win eight games with Zach Wilson and all of that, or whether it's uh, Bill's offensive linemen taking shots at the Jets, or whether it's disgruntled former wide receivers who can sit on top of their perch with their Super Bowl championship and throw arrows down at the lowly Jets. It's, it's, it's becoming a self-fulfilling prophecy that this team just finds ways to continually be the joke of the NFL and all professional sports. And and guys like McCall Hardman, instead of just taking the high road and saying, well, listen, it didn't work out with the Jets. I was thankful I got moved on uh, to Kansas City where I belonged, where I was comfortable and where things fit better for me. And thankfully, I was able to impact that team and we won a championship. And uh, you know, I wish the Jets the best. It just didn't work out. No, why do that? Why accept that failure? I don't have to accept that failure. I don't need to. I don't have to put that on me. 
Why would I? Why would I put that on me? I don't care. I know I just won a championship and I'm on top of the world and I got nothing to, no, no reason to have anyone on me. But you know what? That is a little bit of a slight. I did get beat out by someone who I deem lesser than me. And so why do I have to take that? Why do I have to take the high road? I don't have to. You know why? Because they're the Jets. They're the Jets, and everybody will agree with me. Clearly, it's that they're dysfunctional. Clearly, it's that their coaching staff is a laughingstock. Clearly, it's because they can't communicate. Clearly, it's because of everything but me. And clearly, everyone will believe me because they're the Jets. And there's only one freaking way to change that. And I think getting Aaron Rodgers was part of the acknowledgement that this team and this franchise realizes they have to do something to change that now. They can't wait and restart with drafting another quarterback. They can't wait and figure it out and hope they do it the right way. And what do you want to put the franchise back in Woody Johnson's hands to hire a new group of people who hopefully get it right? No, you go out there and you take your chances with a great Hall of Fame quarterback and hope he leads you to the promised land. And year one was still the same with the Jets. Nothing goes right. He got hurt four plays in, and the season was an epic failure. But now you bring it back for year two, and you hope you can change all of this crap where everybody can just sit up on top of their perch and rain their nonsense down on you, and you got to eat it because you're the lousy Jets who haven't been to the playoffs for 13 years. And that's exactly what I would do, by the way. I also, I understand there's the element of wanting to, you know, look into this tampering issue if he's communicating with players on the Chiefs before he gets traded. I would drop it all. I would say whatever. It didn't work out with McCall Hardman. He didn't want to be a Jet. He's not a Jet. We'll move on. That's, that's, that's exactly what I would do. I wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't look any further into this. Whatever. He's done. I wouldn't look into whether or not he was leaking plans to the Eagles. Like, forget it. He's gone. We shouldn't focus on all that crap. Let's focus on nailing this draft. Let's focus on improving this team in free agency. And let's focus it on taking Aaron Rodgers and this team and sticking it up the entire rest of the NFL's you-know-what and ending this the same old Jets crap. And stop being allowing everyone under the sun to take free shots because they know there's nothing to defend here. And, I, and then that I don't have a, they don't have a leg to stand on to fight back because they haven't been to a Super Bowl since 1969. They haven't been to the playoffs in 13 years. Time to end it. The time is now. Chargers and the New York Giants have exchanged their draft picks. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Eli Manning and Philip Rivers. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. The great Duke album. What, wait, what did the, what did the uh, guy call it the other day? Were you with me when the guy mispronounced Dookie? No? No, I was, yeah. Well, what do you, how do you pronounce it? He said a dookie like cookie. Do- oh, right, dookie like cookie, right? Yeah, the dookie album. Oh, and it was Emmanuel Babari. It wasn't a call. It was Emmanuel. That's right. I remember. Oh, right, it was. I th- I'm thinking it was a call. No, that part Emmanuel. completely slipped my mind. Yeah, no, it was Emmanuel Babari. He called it Ducky. Yeah, no, I knew Green Day. Uh, you know, a Dookie. I did it all for the Dookie. 877 337 It's Dookie. It's a classic album. And I guess it's 30 years old now. Crazy crazy that album is almost definitely older than emmanuel no no question yeah emmanuel's not 30 kidding me 
No way. All right, let's get back to the phone calls, 877-337-6666. Tim in Williston Park. What's up, Tim? Hey, good morning, Chris. Good morning, Timothy. How are we doing? I'm doing good. Good. Um, I just got three brief points. One is, first of all, what's that? Number one. Number one. That's kind of my thing. I think you have a fantastic singing voice. Thank you. I do have a fantastic, and I do want to mention Greg texted me just as the show was ending yesterday. Gio texted me. I didn't see it until later in the day. Uh, apparently, he said he said I sounded okay, but um, yeah, he, yeah, actually, he said he said this morning that you he thought you sounded good, and and so did Jerry. Yes, that's what apparently that's what he texted so, me. Um, so you but, got your you got your props, and 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 the yeah. fact that you were kind of put on the spot with the Sandy well, that's, situation. See, but that's the thing. Like if I one like maybe I'll you know I don't know one of these days I'll actually sing like a song that I think I, I sing well. I was put on the spot to sing Sandy from Greece. I know I joked about being Danny Zuko, but like that's not an easy song to sing, and I don't know the lyrics to it that well. Like you know, so maybe well, one heard, day I, I listen every night, and I I've heard you. Like when the song comes back in, like when you're coming back from a break, right. I've heard you sing. I think yes. it's pretty good. Like it I think I bet good. I'm I bet your kids are really happy that you can like sing them a song at night or whatever. Yeah. And just Like, mm-hmm. two. all right. Second second point, if it's okay, it's cool. I, I like you. to sing uh, Paul. I sing Paul Simon at night for whatever reason. They're oh, very, do you uh, like sound of I silence? Met my like let's go to bed. Lover on the street last night. See, like, that's a like great that, voice. Very, I have a horrible voice. Is. That's why I appreciate. it. Well. That's why I'm here and you're there. That's okay. That's great. No, that's fine. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Good. What do you got? <laughs> Second point is um, this. This one blew me away, but my wife is actually the one who told me this years ago. Mm-hmm. Emma Thompson was a stand-up comedian. That's I how she got to start. I, I said that. I met, I, look, I googled uh, stand-up comedian turn actors, and Emma Thompson came up. I view her as like a Shakespearean. I just watched. She, I, I was, I was just watching, flipping through the channel. She was on um, Much Ado About Nothing. Uh, yeah, Denzel, like Denzel a... Washington was in it, amazingly enough, and so was uh, Keanu Reeves. And if I think Shakespearean actors, Keanu Reeves is the one that comes right to my mind. But like, <laughs> em, em, em... you being sarcastic? No, I mean it. Uh, yes, of course. I'm being <laughs> oh, you sarcastic. do? No, of course I'm being sarcastic. Yes, I don't. I would, <laughs> I would not think of Keanu Reeves as a Shakespearean actor, but yet he was in Much Ado About Nothing. Um, uh, but, so anyway, yeah. So I thought yeah, that was I, I, I would have never and, guessed. I would have never guessed in a million years she started out doing stand up. Never in a million years. So, so my wife showed me like a, you know, like a like one of her skits, mm-hmm. and actually she was pretty. She was really funny. Yeah, I, I got I got to look into that just out of curiosity because, and the other one that surprised me was Michael Keaton. I had no idea. Oh yeah, Michael, you mentioned that earlier. Yeah, yeah I had no idea Michael Keaton did stand up. No idea. I knew he did comedic roles in movies. I mean, again, Beetlejuice is one of the great comedic performances uh, of all time. I, I love it, and he's he's done comedy movies. But I had no idea he did stand up. No idea. Yeah, I think his I think his one of his best jobs is Mr. Mom. Mr. Mom, absolutely. Yeah, that was pretty yeah, funny. Yeah, all right, a, so yeah, third point. Yes, number three. Th- third point is I agree with you one hundred percent on the Jets thing in terms of. Um, the fellow from Kansas City, I keep forgetting his name, but in any case, McCole Hardman. Yeah, let him, let's just move on. It's like a bad breakup. Like just feel yep. it doesn't matter. Let's move I, on I, to what we need to accomplish yep. this year. Let it go. Yeah, and even, to your, and to your other point, like you know, listen, we got to focus on what we got to focus on, and when we do, 
then nobody can open up their mouths about anything because we're successful. It's so a, it, let's, it's let it, ta- let's let it they, go that way. They have, and thank you for the call, man, and thank you for the, the kind words. Uh, they have, my singing voice is nice. It's all, it's not, I, 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 sometimes I go over braggadocious just to be funny, you know, or, but like, yeah, I can carry a tune. That's, that's how I feel about it. But thank you. I appreciate it. Um, but the Jets have this extra added element that other teams right now don't have to deal with. Like, most teams just have to win because it's you, you want to win. And, and, you know, winning breeds money and winning sales, uh, ticket sales. You can up, even though I guess even Carolina can raise 4% on ticket sales, which is amazing to me that the Carolina Panthers think and, and, and Tepper thinks he can raise ticket prices. Good luck. I mean, I'm, it's the NFL. He probably can. But some teams you want to win just to win. You want to win to, to, to make more money, to have glory, to, you know, sell tickets, to sell merchandise, you know, at least owners do. And, and, you know, but the Jets have this added element of having to just shake away the loser mentality that surrounds the fan base, that surrounds the team, that other teams and other players from other teams think that they can take free shots at the Jets because the Jets don't have a leg to stand on the fight back. Like there's they, I mean, you know, McCole Hardman doesn't take the high road and starts, you know, making these claims and and saying things. And I'm sure there's, I'm not calling him a flat out liar, but in the same breath he's saying these things, he's he's admitting to talking to teammates and and tampering. Now look, I would let it go, and especially you didn't think that was going on. You traded you traded him back to Kansas City where he went. You know, you don't think he was talking to his teammates like we you knew like oh what a big shock. He was pissed off and spoke to some Kansas City teammates and said, oh, I wish I was over there. Wow. Mind-blowing. But, I mean, in the state, he's, he's, he's openly talking about that. He talked about literally telling the coaches, no, I'm not catching punts for you. Like, yeah, yeah under the guise of an injured finger. But still, he, he fully admitted. He was asked to go do a perform his job, and he said no. And he's tampering. And he, he said he was mentally checked out. All of those things had no problem admitting. Had no problem admitting any of it because you know why? He'll blame the Jets. And that makes sense. That makes sense. Makes sense to blame the Jets. Because they're awful. They haven't made the playoffs in 13 years. They have to not only win to get out of that, but they need to win to change the feeling around the franchise. And unfortunately... The, the only way to make it, the best way to have that change is to have Aaron Rodgers win. But the catch, the, 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 the flip side of that coin is if he goes down, it's even worse. And last year, they got the even worse. Vince in Brooklyn, what's up, Vince? Vincent. Yeah, can you hear me, guys? I can hear you now. What's going on? Uh, I, I, I had a mask on my face. Hello, uh, so thanks for taking my call. Um, getting back to the comedian thing, we were talking about Richard Pryor earlier, and uh, yes. an earlier uh, caller couldn't remember the name of the movie, but he was a race car driver. It's called Grief Lightning. Okay? And it's... that was a very serious role that he played. He didn't play, it wasn't a funny role. Okay. And another role that he played also was The Life and Times of Jojo Dancer, which was a story of his life. Uh, with her, him and Debbie Allen. Uh, the other movie he played in, he played yeah, with. Yeah, uh, I, va- I vaguely remember that. I don't know if I, I've I've seen the whole thing, but I now that you mention it about him, I, I vaguely remember it. 
But yeah, I mean, when I think, yeah, I mean, listen, he was in Harlem Nights was an excellent movie. Yeah, Harlem Nights. Him and Eddie Murphy. Harlem Nights, Eddie Murphy, and Arsenal Hall, Red Fox, and all that. That was funny. Oh, so I still. I still, every once in a while, I'll say, oh, you're going to shoot me in my pinky toe. I love that. Yeah, very... pinky toe, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. No, but when you're talking about um, you're you, 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 you uh, uh, acknowledging comedians that played serious Correct. Roles. In the, like with, said, yeah, with Richard Lewis uh, passing away, we kind of always have like a, yeah, with these five hours. My, my man in black, my man in black, he, he, all he wore was black all the time. Mm-hmm. I, 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 know, I know about that. I know all about that. But yeah, yeah I just wanted to make, put that out there. And, and eventually, eventually the Jets will get their stuff together and it'll happen. Sooner or later, it will happen. Yeah, I mean, I mean uh, listen, I, I hope you're right, Vince, and thank you for the call. Sooner or later, it better for it better happen. But like, that's all this reminds me of. Because honestly, I'm 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 at I'm I'm saturated. I'm 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 completely saturated on Jets ineptitude. I, I am. Like, there's nothing else that can come out that suddenly I'd be like, you know what? Forget the whole thing. Tear down the franchise. Like, I, I can't. Like, you're right. Fired. I was wrong. They they got to get rid of Salah. They got to get rid of Douglas. They got to get rid of Hackett. They got to blow the whole thing up. Like, there's nothing else that can come out. I'm done. I'm numb to it. Like, I who cares what McCall Hardman has to say? Like, honestly, who cares? The guy couldn't cut it here. He went somewhere else, and he was better. You know why? Because Patrick Mahomes was throwing him the football. That's why. That's why. And yeah, you know, did the coaching staff could they communicate better? I'm sure. I'm sure. Is is there an issue with the offensive game plan? Did you watch them? Like, I didn't need Nicole Hardman to tell me that there really was no game plan from the offense. I watched it. I watched it. I also saw wide receivers running open at times and the quarterback unable to get it to him. I've seen that too. So it is what it is. But it's, it's I'm tired of the the thing that jumps out at me is anyone can say anything and the Jets are the, you know, the Jets are the, the clowns. The Jets are the clowns. Bobby in Smithtown. What's up, Bobby? Morning. Yo. Yo. Hello. 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 Can you hear me? I certainly can, yes. All right. How you doing today? Uh, well, I'm, I'm doing great, Bobby. How are you? All right. And, uh, yeah, you do have a good voice. Thank you. I listen to things. Very nice. Thank anyway, you uh, um, we were talking earlier about the Giants and uh, and Jones. And, I'm sure I was at some point, yep. Yeah, right. And, uh, you know, you, you're hoping that maybe they draft the quarterback. Oh, I'm and, beyond hoping. Yeah, you're beyond hoping. Well, I'm a, I'm a Dolphin fan, and I'm not, I'm not high on tour, so I'm, like, in the same boat as you. I'm hoping the Dolphins draft. Really, I I I don't think the I, I would be surprised if the Dolphins draft a quarterback. I mean, maybe in the late round and and you know take a chance and see, and see what happens. But I think, I mean, wh- why are you so down on Tua? I mean, I understand the the poor playoff performance. Oh, he dropped. Okay. Um, I understand the poor the poor playoff performance, and you know the idea of again, you know, Tua is. I think Cam Newton actually, you know, made a valid point to me, at least, about the idea of elite game managers. 
I don't think that's necessarily a knock. I don't think it means you can't win a Super Bowl. It means you are not the type of quarterback who can put the team on his back and win no matter what the situation is. And there's a handful of them. There's a handful of game changers. I think the Jets do have one, crazy enough. We'll see if he can actually stay healthy. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes is one. I think we're learning um, on a, a handful of guys. Joe Burrow can be one. Uh, Tom Brady was one. Like, you know, but like for the most part, like to me, Tua is can be an elite game manager, especially with this offense. It's a timing offense. Uh, he does have a good enough arm. It's not a great arm, but it's a good enough arm. He's accurate, especially intermediate and short. He's extremely accurate. And if he gets weapons, he's able to read the defense. He's able to make quick decisions. He's able to get the ball out accurately, quick into the hands of his playmakers who make plays. And they're full of speed. So, I mean, if he's if he's not surrounded by a lot of weapons, I don't know if Tua is the kind of quarterback that can just drag a team and any team to where they need to go. But with the team they have, the offensive-minded coach that they have, the weapons they have, I would, I'm would, i cool with running it back with Tua. I think they just got to be healthy at the right time. The defense took a major hit with the, the Chubb injury and, and different things. And then, yeah, if you get into a situation, you want to win that division and get home field because you do not you do not want to go play. Now, listen, it can, it can rain in Miami as it can rain anywhere or, or have high winds. Or, but, I mean, if you get into a bad weather situation, if you go somewhere where it's cold and windy or snowy and you go play teams who deal with it better and who aren't needed in that t- quick timing offense where everything needs to be synchronized, and you're going to find it very difficult to win those games. So if your point is you need the stud carry it, team to a championship quarterback no matter his surroundings yeah I don't know if you have one but I wouldn't be looking to draft a quarterback now now at the winning uh the winning you've done and the, the team you've built around him uh I would be good with Tua I think he I think he's more than capable to run that team to however whatever heights need to be you want to win the division and get home games no doubt you want to get that one seed, get the bye play your games in Miami and take your chances again to the Super Bowl much better odds but yeah I I want the quarterback because I don't think Daniel Jones is that good, and Daniel Jones is hurt. I think you're in a different position totally than the Giants. I know Tua's had his concussion injuries, no doubt. But Daniel Jones has ended two of the last three seasons with major surgery, and the neck injury popped its head up again in in this previous year. Like, I don't know, like, his athleticism. His athleticism, he's coming off an ACL, and I don't know if he can take hits. Like, how... I'm worried about his athleticism being a, a part of his game going going in the future. Uh, how can you how can you feel confident in his 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 the running game being a major f- factor for him when I don't know what his knee's going to be like certainly for the next year. It usually takes a year for running backs. I know he doesn't play running back, but still, like it's going to take some time uh, for that knee to feel right, even if he's back and healthy. And then plus now with the neck injury, I'm terrified every time he takes a hit. It just doesn't work anymore. It doesn't work anymore. You can't trust them. I wish that weren't the situation, but I don't believe, I have to admit, I think they. I think that Joe Shane believes in his ability and thinks that he's talented, but you can't trust him. And you can't build your future moving forward with him. You just can't. You can't. He's going to be the starting quarterback this next year. Right? That's, I would, if I'm the Giants, I'm moving heaven and earth to try and get one of the quarterbacks I like. And maybe that's a different name. You know what? I told you, I don't think J.J. McCarthy is the guy, but you're going to see him start to move up draft boards. You already have. I saw a mock draft had him in the top 10. That was 
three weeks ago, nobody would have suggested that. So, I don't know. But what I do know is Brian Dable and Joe Shane draft and develop Josh Allen. And what I do know is that best year of Daniel Jones' career happened with Brian Dable, and it started with him getting yelled at in the end, uh, after a pick in the end zone week one of that season. And what I do know is that Brian Dable took Tommy DeVito from a guy who couldn't throw a football against the Jets into a household name beating Green Bay Packers in primetime. That's what I do know. And I'd love to see what he can do with an actual prospect and a chance to develop him for an entire year sitting on the bench watching Daniel Jones and have another year to build that offensive line, have another year to fill all the holes they have, and then hit the ground running with a young, inexpensive quarterback with all this new money they're allowed to spend with the uh, the rise in the, um, in the I want to say luxury tax because I'm focused on the Yankees. You know that, Gio. It is Yankee hot stove hour. But on the salary cap, all the extra added money that they have, like that's what I want to do. I want to draft this quarterback. I want to develop him for a year. I want to hit the ground running with all the money I can spend with two more drafts to fix the offensive line and any other holes I seem uh, needed to fill. That's what I want to do. I don't want to move forward with Daniel Jones making you know $40 million a year. I don't. Baseline underneath, bank shot. No, Ewing slams in the follow. And the Knicks go up by one with 26 seconds remaining. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. The buzzer sounds, and the New York Knickerbockers are going back to the NBA Finals. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, 448, McMonley with you. A few minutes before the warm-up show. I just We've talked a little bit about movies uh, today, and we typically do uh, on these five-hour shows. I like to mix in movie talk. Um, and I just saw a report of a remake of a film that I am having a tough time understanding. It's I'm, I, I'm so fascinated by it because I, I can't believe it. But one of my favorite... One of my favorite comedies growing up was The Naked Gun. Love the Naked Gun movies. Love them. Love them. And apparently they're remaking Naked Gun. Now, Fliegelman, I got to ask you, have you seen this? I'm sure you uh, have. you seen the reboot of The Naked Gun in talks to be made? No, I did not know about that until you okay. just said it. Okay. So. Who would if I gave you I'm on I, I think if I gave you a, a hundred guesses, you would not come up with the actor who is going to be taking on the role of Lieutenant Frank Drebin. I, I just can't I, I'm having a hard time seeing this. See, I have oh, there's one actor in mind who I think might be able to do it, so I can't go okay. there. Is this like a an A-list celebrity? I don't know. Like because when they did Fletch, I mean that was John Hamm. It was a stupid right. idea, but right. an A-list celebrity. Right. Uh, if you consider John Hamm an A-list celebrity, then yes, without question, this is an A-list celebrity. I'll get, I just uh, just throw a couple names out there of different people. That's it. Just completely different actors. Uh, I thought of like, well, he's not A-list. I thought Ike Barinholtz might be able to do it. Uh, trying to think of, like, is it is this even a comedian? No, 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 not at all. Clooney? Nope. But he would be A-list no matter How what. How about I'll just I'll I'll give it away. How about a man with a particular set of skills? <laughs> Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. Can you imagine 
Liam Neeson. I'll say has, it's funny. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. He's funnier than people think. Uh, he's got a dry humor. I saw him in an, in an episode of uh, that whatever that HBO show was, Extras or something, with uh, with Ricky Gervais or something. So he, he he had a brief role in that. He's got the Ted scene at the grocery store, but it's that kind of dry. I'm Liam Neeson and I'm trying to be funny, so it's funny kind of thing, as opposed to actually being funny. Um, I don't know how he pulls off Frank Drebin. That's I, I gotta see this. I gotta see. I'm somehow he'll see. Make I would work. love that. Like I would love to see that that comedy style, the Leslie Nielsen style, come back. Yeah. I just I like if you're gonna take, they're gonna get one shot at like bringing a movie like that. Or I heard a discussion recently. You know, could you ever make Airplane again? Right. I don't know if Liam Neeson is the guy that can pull that off. I don't know either. Liam Neeson is on is signed on to be Lieutenant Frank Drebin. That is uh remake of Nick on the studio. Is OJ going to be in the reboot? Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> He's a free man. That's true. Probably not. No. I don't think Norbert's going to make it. I I mean I'm I'm curious like it makes me wonder if they're even doing it as a comedy kind of. They have to, right? They're going to call it Naked Gun. It's got to be He's got to be like a bumbling idiot cop right i don't know well listen we've got now the drama version of fresh prince of bel-air let's get right. the gritty version of the naked gun right the gritty version of the naked gun oh my god which is still a, an all-time classic i i love that movie so much i i was i was quoting it the other day it was there's so many quotable moments but like my favorite is just real quick because i i like to the my favorite is uh in in two um she starts dating the uh What's Robert Goulet who ends up being the bad guy or whatever. And so he sees them together. And she's like, oh, this is who I've been, my boyfriend I've been dating. And he's like, oh, great. Yeah, well, I, you know, I've been dating too. Um, she's an author, actually. Yeah? Yeah, you've, um, she just wrote the book on uh, sexual male dysfunction. I'm sure you've read it. <laughs> it's just, it's like, that's so stupid stuff. I just, she wrote the book on sex, on male sexual dysfunction. I'm sure you read it. 877-337-6666. John and uh, um, uh, Nagato, Nagatuck, what's up, John? Close enough. Close enough. Good morning. Close enough. Sometimes when you read it, it just doesn't come out right. Yeah, it's, it's not an easy, not an easy town. Uh, well, why don't you move there, John? Make it easier sorry, for me. That? Why don't you move to a new neighborhood? Make it easier for me, would you? I know, I know. A flatter one, I would hope, too. Uh, uh, Richard Belzer is a guy who started out doing stand-up and, yes. you know, moved on. And I always thought of him and David Brenner and Richard mm -hmm. Lewis as, like, three of the first guys I heard who didn't tell jokes. Right. And they dressed well, and it was like, a, you know, different type of comedians. Right. Yeah, I, I got to be totally honest with you. I don't know um, I, a, any of those. I know who all of them are. Uh, Belzer, obviously, um, with Law and Order for a long time. I don't know what else he did um, other than he has a famous story about uh, with Hulk Hogan. Uh, and I think What's Hulk, that? Well, I think Hulk, as a goof, I think he, they were on a talk show together um, one night, both as guests or something, and... Uh, Hulk Hogan put him in a headlock and he, he, he collapsed and hit his head or something and ended up suing Hulk Hogan. Like, there was a whole thing uh, about Hulk Hogan and him uh, together as guests. Yeah, but, like, I don't know like their comedy. Like, Richard guy. Lewis, I, I don't know. His, I got to go back and, and really watch some of his stand-up. I'm really not too familiar with it other than Curb Your Enthusiasm and uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights and just, you know, kind of knowing who he is. I, I don't really know the comedy all that well. Did, like, and seeing him on Howard Stern. Seeing him on Howard yeah, Stern or listening like to him on Howard Tom Stern. Yeah, I kind of did kind of too. 
But uh, yeah. hey, I'm a Chicago Bears fan, and uh-huh. we could trade down three times and then draft Marvin Harrison. So it, I think it's going to be tough for the Giants to get that pick from us. Um, well, if you trade down, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think you're going to trade down. I think you're going to draft the. I, yeah, I don't either. But if they do, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's where you're going to trade. Uh, Justin Fields is really the question. Uh, and do you want? Hey, what do you think of uh, franchise and Barkley and trading Barkley for Fields straight up? Yeah, um, that's the number one priority for the Giants is getting a, a viable quarterback, and correct. he seems to be the best one out there. It is. Um, I don't know if I want to take a chance on a quarterback that many years into his career where I don't know yet. I'd rather draft. Yeah. I, well, I'd rather draft the quarterback. And plus, years. yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm thinking that as, as a Giant fan. I mean, you as a Bear fan, I can't imagine you'd want to do that. The value of a quarterback for right now, a running back, even as good as Saquon Barkley, who would be a well, free I mean, agent. I mean, you know, Williams. I just we'd be drafting Williams and then signing somebody. No, I understand that, that but or... what it, I. Obviously, but my point is, is even if you are drafting the quarterback, Justin Fields has a hell of a lot more value than just getting a running back on a one-year deal. Like, I mean, you're going to be able to get a second-round pick at the bare minimum for him or something like that as opposed to Saquon Barkley for a year, a tailored in his career, already has a knee injury, already you can just go into free agency and, and go get uh, another running back. The, the market is flooded with them. I don't, I don't think you'd want to trade – uh, fields for a running back, even one as good as 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 Saquon Barkley. So, as a Giant fan, I thought about it for a second. I don't think as I don't know why the Bears would do it. Well, it'd be he'd be a great you know resource for a new quarterback coming in, a rookie quarterback. Yeah, but again, and, you you could just go pay Austin Eckler and you know yeah. trade for a second round pick and go buy a running back. Or you know, I mean, I and thank you for the call. They don't want to do that. They don't want to. They're looking to trade Justin Field for a second round pick. At the very least. I mean, he, he did put up a bunch of offense. If you look back to last year, if you look at the second half of this year, uh, they won some football games. They put up some offense. The team is cla- – the entire team wants him back as the quarterback. They're a op- – you know, he's, a, he's, he's not what I'd be looking for as a giant. I don't know if it makes sense. I'm looking to draft someone new. I'm not looking to take on another quarterback. I got to pay in two years, and I don't even know who he is really just yet. Um, I'm not willing to do that. Not for what if, – if it's for Saquon Barkley, I suppose. I could trade Saquon Barkley and still draft a quarterback and have two. I could have a, the rookie quarterback and have uh, fields and take my chances with whoever pans out, I suppose. But for Saquon Barkley, yeah, why not? I would do that. But, I, I mean, I guess I'd have to really think about that. But they're not going to do that. The Bears aren't going to do that. But I want to draft a quarterback. I want to figure out a way to draft a quarterback. We'll see. I don't know how they're going to get up. It seems like those three teams are locked into the top three quarterbacks, but we'll see. I don't think any of them are throwing at the combine. I think I saw now Drake May too, right? So I don't know if any of the top three are throwing at the combine necessarily. This will be a week for the other players, the other quarterbacks in this draft to make a name for themselves. We'll see. But yeah, if I'm the Giants, I am. I can't move on with Daniel Jones, and I don't want to be drafting six year in and year out. It's time to go make a quarterback. It's time to get... Uh, Brian Dable, a, a passion project here, and develop a quarterback and change the franchise. And as much as they tell you they believe in Daniel Jones and they have confidence in Daniel Jones and all the stuff they tell you, I don't, I don't know how you can. Like, I just think Joe Shane's too smart a football man to really have faith 
that you can move forward in this franchise with that contract, with that player, with his injury history and his lack of winning. And you can point to all the excuses, and God knows the Daniel Jones supporters out there do. The offensive line, the, the weapons, the this, the that. Okay. Um, all right, let's, let's try and get in one last call because I do promise people here. Uh, Mark in Jackson Heights. What's up, Mark? Maestro McMonagle, how are you? Maestro McMonagle. That's not terrible. It's not great, but it's not terrible. What's up? You are great. Well, that's Look true. At, I'm an old-time road rat. I was with Sinatra, uh, Rosemary Clooney, Tony Bennett, Liza Minnelli. I get think up I can every sing just like and listen to you, and you got a great voice, man. Oh, you see, look at that. That's right. Thank you very much. Sorry for the music there on you. I didn't get to you early enough. Give me a call back. That's right. A man who traveled with Frank Sinatra, people. Liza Minnelli. I'm right on par with all of them. Don't ever doubt me again. That's it. That sealed it. I'm the songbird of a generation. Thank you guys for calling. Thank you guys for listening, especially Mark at the end there. Call me back, Mark. Flegelman, thank you. We have reached the end of our five-hour midnight ride. I will not catch you tomorrow morning, but I will catch you later tomorrow morning. I'll fill in for uh, BT, me and Sal, at, uh, in the midday. I'll see you then. Everybody have a great day. Catch you on Friday. I'm out of here.